It's the year 20 squared. An unknown virus threatens our very way of life. As it spreads across the globe, it leaves turmoil and economic destruction in its wake. The world governments begin closing borders and quarantining its citizens. Anyone without a job that is deemed essential must stay at home to prevent further spread of the virus. But for some people, the signal never stops. And there are still video games to be played. Lit Gaming Arena presents Terminal News. Welcome to Terminal News, and uh, this is going to be a little bit of a hybrid episode. It's 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 going to be mostly news, but this week we have the special episode going up on October first, which means we don't have a traditional LGA cast for you. So um, this is a little bit of a hybrid episode. But before we get into that, I just want to. Make sure you know that my co-host's name is Marcus. What up? He's also the guest, the number one fan, all of the above. Big um, guest. He's a big guest. A big. He's a huge guest of the show. Biggest guest of the show. Um, and the best fan of the show as well. He's downloaded every episode. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this is a show where we talk about all the gaming news that's hitting the feeds. That's it's hitting the dark web, and the light web, and the spider web. We got all of your news right here um, for the gaming industry. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to. I mean, because just because of the fact that we don't have the LGA cast, I wanted to get this a little bit out of the way, um, and it's it's going to lead into the news anyways but y'all know me y'all know i'm a i'm a cheap ass gamer i'm a i'm a dad gamer i'm a grown man gamer as rated g for gamers puts it i'm a gmg um and i am a hardcore xbox guy and i just bought a nintendo switch congratulations <laughs> yeah like four years too late. <laughs> How long has it been on now? Has it been four years or is it three? It's three, almost four. We're almost four. It'll be four come March of next year. Oh, okay. So, so three and a half ish. We're on yeah. the downward slide. Yeah. And yeah, so, and I normally don't like just talking about stuff that I just get, but that's a big deal for me being a cheap ass gamer, finally getting a Switch and just being stuck in the, the the Microsoft ecosystem forever. Um, but the deal was too good to pass up. The, the, I just saw someone had posted on Facebook that they had bought a Switch from somebody else, and it had the bad Joy-Con drift, and they just didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want to send the, the Joy-Cons in the, into Nintendo. They didn't want to buy a kit to fix it themselves. Um, almost every single comment in the thread, was aside... It, 
aside from one guy who said, I'll, I'll buy it for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else in the thread was saying, well, you can just send them in the Nintendo. They'll fix them for free. You just got to pay the postage or whatever, which even then... I don't, they, they, I don't, you don't even have to pay the postage because I, um, because spoiler, spoiler alert, I opened up a ticket with Nintendo and they just sent me the UPS label. So boom, post this page. All, all you got to do is pay for whatever you ship it in, like the, the box or whatever. If you need a box or wherever you need to send it in, they, they give you the detailed instructions. Make sure you wrap it in like plastic wrap and put it in a Ziploc bag in case it gets wet or some shit and to protect it from more damage and blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't want to deal with it. So I bought it off of them. They wanted 130 bucks. So got it for 130 bucks. Nintendo I mean, Switch. we're being real here. That's like the cost of two games. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, and I mean, the switches are still a little hard to come by unless you wanted a, a light switch. But um, it didn't come with the OG charging cable, which I mean, that's fine. It's just USB-C anyways. And you, um, it didn't come with like the original HDMI cable. That's fine didn't come with that weird like center dock for the joy cons to turn it into like this bizarre really awkward feeling controller that i will never use so i can live without that um but i mean overall the switch is in pretty good condition there's like no like scratches on the screen there's just some scratches on the back um and it came with the case and everything so i'm I'm happy with that uh the joy con drift is terribly bad and it's not the it's not the joy con i mean both of them do have the drift but from what i'm reading usually it's the left joy con that gets it the worst um and this one it's the right joy con because i actually like i i i do I was, I was testing them out um, and I was just like on the home screen and like it, it just hard panned all the way to the, the right of the screen. And I, I test them out one by one, disconnected one, left the other connected and the left one wasn't so bad, but the right one, like it would just like, it just hard scrolled all the way to the right of the screen on the home screen. And, um, and as you know, if you've been listening to the show, I did buy, the 3D, the Mar- Super Mario 3D All Stars. Before I even had a Switch, guess it's serendipitous that I came across this deal right after I bought the game. Um, so I booted up Mario 64, and Mario just proceeded to just just start running in circles. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, this is some bad. This is some bad Joy-Con drift. I can't even like some. I know like some people they just get used to it or they just deal with it. This one is just like you can't. It's got to be sent in, or just they got to get another controller. But yeah, I'm sending those in, and and the reason I'm bringing up the whole fact that I'm an Xbox guy, um, and I bought the Switch, is that I I didn't pre-order the Xbox, and, and I think I'm gonna wait, but. Someone else pre-ordered the Xbox. I did, because I'm stupid. (laughs) Mr. Nintendo over here pre-ordered the Xbox. And it was quite the journey. Um, It sounds like it. In hindsight, I shouldn't have done it, but... (laughs) You went through a lot for that Xbox. It was a lot of specific conditions had to be met, and, well, currently... I mean, currently slash not so currently, but I guess, like... GameStop is offering extra credit if you trade in 
like a PS4 Pro, uh, an Xbox One S or a uh, Xbox One X towards like essentially either of the new consoles, a PS5 or a Xbox Series X or Series S or yeah, even it's basically a, the discless PS5. But yeah, that's basically like what they I remember them doing when the Xbox 360 S came out and they tra- mm-hmm. you could trade in your Xbox 360. And they also like did that awesome deal where you could trade in like the shitty proprietary memory cards and they would give you like 40 bucks for them. And like, you know, like th- that was when they 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 started allowing you to use USB sticks for for memory cards so i we had two of them we traded them in and we basically got a 360s for free it was great but i'm like unfortunately due to the circumstances that i was planning to capitalize on this to get maximize my roi on my xbox one s due to the fact that i bought that one s like three four years ago somewhere in there uh for 170 so therefore trading it in for 125 uh is not bad that's a 45 dollar loss over the course of four to maybe three years yeah Um, either way that's not bad um so that obviously gets me the money down but that also once again a lot of conditions have to be met because i that limited where i could order from to exclusively gamestop (laughs) and because of that i also had to be there in person and so you know i had to call figure out when they were opening they were opening at nine which during coronavirus times is earlier than they usually do because um the mall at least where i went to has been opening at noon so they've been opening around noon anyway so this kind of just sucked because i uh i go to work at nine and they open at nine, but I was like, I, I'll let them know. I'll just be in to work a little late. Not a big deal. I wake up at 5 a.m. I shower. I get down there at 6 a.m. And there, there's a few other people there in their cars already, but nobody like waiting in line. I wait until about seven because and that, this was my plan anyway, but I was going to get out at seven and go wait. And but they started to get out and walk up to the building. And so I was like, I get out, pull my backpack out and I start walking up and I was just walking. But I beat them like up to the building. And this is where it gets weird, because then they just walked back to their cars. <laughs> <laughs> They're and, like, Well, if we're not going to be first then we don't care. Well, and then I was like, well, I don't want to like leave because then I'm going to have to like come back up here if they decide all of a sudden they want to like steal my spot in line. So I was like, well, they're trying I guess. To, they're trying to trick you out. They're like, oh, maybe I'll go back to my car. And then as soon as you got back to the car, they would have got out and made a book, book, book it. Maybe I was like, they, they everybody there seemed pretty nice once we were in line. But I was just standing outside in like, it's not like super cold but i had a jacket and i was still kind of a little it's early so it's it's got that that cool morning air tuesday was pretty cold it was like 40 degrees but thinking i'm like i'm out here from seven i'm gonna be just standing here for two hours which i mean it's not as bad as it used to be i'm not gonna knock that even though you used to like wrapping around the backside of best buy at like 12 midnight (laughs) yeah but on the flip on the backside of that is how it used to be you wouldn't wait for pre-orders you would wait 
and get the actual console. Yeah, that's true. There wasn't a pre-order. It would be you you already had it pre-ordered and then there would be like basically a party where it would release at midnight. And that was I remember that was like a big thing for when the the original Wii came out and Oh yeah, I stayed I, up all I, night for that <laughs> Wii. Yeah, I'm and sure. It wasn't I'm even sh- mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I never, and I wasn't getting one either. I was with my friends hanging out, and I'm sure I've told the story on the on the show before already. But all three of my friends worked at GameStop at the time, <laughs> and so, and I was the only one that didn't. <laughs> I worked at a Pizza Hut, um, but they all worked for GameStop. They convinced uh, the store manager to let them bar to to let them borrow the uh, the box that the um, the kiosk uh, we was going to be in the display model. And so basically we had the box and it was probably like, it was like 10 PM or something. Everybody was all lined up waiting everywhere. we drove down the target and did like a drive by <laughs> in front of the line at target, holding the, sw- the, the Wii box out, out the window, honking the horn going, we got it. We got it. <laughs> it was great. And and they were already guaranteed theirs because they worked for the store. So like theirs was already like set aside. Um, so, yeah, it, <laughs> it was one of those things. Well, and this became an interesting thing and I didn't really question it too much. And maybe I should have, but I already I had I had one goal in mind. But when I called and asked how many units we were getting here, they just said nine. Now, I don't know what that meant. I didn't know if that meant <laughs> Nine, like nine across X's both stores. And nine S's. I didn't oh, know if that yeah. meant nine and it's six X's and three S's. I <laughs> had no idea. Yeah. They just said we're getting nine consoles. Oh, shit. So I have no idea what that meant. Um, but I was just going to get an X. And I, so to ensure that, I was like, I need to be like at least in the upper half of people. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, because it would make sense really that they would have more X's than S's just because of the whole fact that, like, that you sell an S, that just means there's you can't, there's, there's no used games people are going to buy for that. The also, the, I mean, the day one people are going to want the big expensive one, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm first in line, but I had to wait forever and. Uh, after, they let us in the mall at 830, but, and then we, you know, lined up, uh, 30 minutes before the, I think they sent like one group of people home cause obviously there wasn't enough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, and it was, I, the, a lot of people in line said I was pretty trusting cause I just, as I'm in line, I was just like, Hey, you want to make this go real quick? You can just take this one in and get it like set up for me. Um, even though I had already wiped it and everything. And he was like, Yeah, sure. So he like I, I was like, Yeah, you just take the whole backpack for now. And then I he was like, Oh, I need an ID, so I give him my ID too. And then he just like goes in the building and people were like, You just like gave him your Xbox and an ID. <laughs> it's like I yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I mean, I know he works here. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I know where you work. <laughs> you, you can't go very far. Uh, but yeah, then I uh, checked out. Uh, I got the 125 down for my 1S, and then I just paid off the remainder, uh, the, the 375, which w- w- isn't too, too bad. If I had any common sense, I would have gone with the S, because, I, I mean, even to people in line, I was like, this is just going to be a Game Pass machine, really. Like, but... As I am with disk drives, I'm like, I'd rather have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. And if there's like a cool collector's edition or something that I need to get a disc for, 
like if it's you know if it's the cool stuff and it's bundled with a disc and there's no digital version it would be like well i'd like yeah <laughs> don't want to get fucked yeah so, that would yeah that would suck because then be like well i can't play the game because they've i have to insert the discs to, to download it essentially <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, a lot of this comes down to it's like, is a disk drive plus 500 extra gigs uh, and like, I guess, 4K, is that worth $200 to you? And for me, it's not really, but I'm a dumbass. So (laughs) (laughs) I do I do have a 4K TV, though. So like I could I can utilize the 4K. uh, Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, it's a lot of money to drop at once because I have now the well, I, I didn't get to tell this story either, uh, which I'll roll into after this. But anyway, I leave the store. So from checkout to me leaving the store and getting back to my car. It, so I checked out at nine o'clock and then got back to my car at nine o two. Go to start my car. Won't start. <laughs> so then when I had to flag down a person when they came out to get a jump and for some reason the jump wouldn't take I did notice their battery had like some like corroded crap around the uh you know where I'm like connecting the jumper cable the battery posts yeah so I I don't know if it was that that I just wasn't getting like a pull but I didn't want to like keep wasting their time I tried like three times and I even like even with it hooked up to their battery and their car on I like put my two ends together which I know you're not supposed to do but you know just to check if there was a charge and got no sparks yeah. or anything um so I was like okay clearly I'm not getting any juice from there and for whatever fucking reason um so I just sent them on their way I was like I don't want to wait like waste too much of your time I know we're all like busy people uh and I have AAA so then I called AAA and then I'm waiting and yeah, this you think this story couldn't get like a little bit more hilarious, but it does because I'm just <laughs> waiting for AAA. So some guys like roll up and then they I can hear them because I have no power in my car. So I'm not like listening to music or anything. And they're just like I could hear them like look at me and just be like, ah, oh, that guy's probably a scalper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I was like, you know, kind of laughing about that because I was like, they, they know you can you only just got that one per person. <laughs> but they got you got that scalper look about you well and then i was just like well i don't know what i should do because i was like i'm i'm shy and awkward so i didn't know if i should tell them and then you know so i let a little bit of time go by and then i just eventually like i look at them uh, like i made eye contact with them and then i opened my side door because i I couldn't roll down my windows obviously no power uh (laughs) so i opened my door and i'm just like yo you here for an xbox and they they're like yeah, and I was just like, well, they might already all be gone, but they're open right now, so you can go in and check, but I'm pretty sure they're all gone, and they were like, you gotta be kidding me, they, they were like, we called and told, they told us they opened at noon, and I was like, I'm <laughs> sure you just went online and saw that the mall opened at noon and didn't <laughs> Oh, but I'm like, well, yeah, that, that really, like, as much as these guys were kind of chody, that I'm like, they, I felt bad you know like for <laughs> fuck them no people <laughs> no i legit felt bad being like i ah, just showed up like late to something and like they went up online at nine as well so i'm like you kind of like missed the whole rigmarole i'm sure there'll be more um my friend he was trying to get one and like had bad circumstances happen but i was like just i was like what you should do is just make sure you like call ahead the day before and see if they'll have any like because usually they get shipped a couple of extra ones to sell 
And I yeah. was like, and then just go there day one. But ma- you need, I was like, you need to make sure you're the first one there because they will sell those. Like, but yeah, oh, okay. so, so that's, that was all uh, pretty funny. But then, so my other story is that I did pre-order my, I last time I talked a little bit about it, but I pre-ordered a PS5 with the disc drive from Amazon. Uh, but then we got an email <laughs> on Friday saying that those might be late. Well, I was one of uh, Sony's chosen children, so I actually just utilized that link that I was sent, and I, I pre-purchased one from them because I'm like, you'll have one job, so you can't get, you can't fuck this up. <laughs> and arguably, I may get it early because of that, like because it's directly from Sony, so they might not be the best at shipping things out, like specifically at the exact right time, so I might get it a little early. If not, I, don't know, I feel like if, if using that log- logic, it also could go the opposite direction and come a little late. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think they'll ship them because they're going to have them before retail stores. Yeah, it's true. And that's that becomes a thing like I may end up getting mine when retailers get theirs. Is Our, uh, seeing it. Do you think they're going to ship it via FedEx or UPS? I think it's FedEx. FedEx. You think the FedEx truck gets stuck? We get a winter storm and the FedEx truck is delayed <laughs> for a day. A winter storm in November? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I, I switched. Um, up until today, I actually had two PS5s pre-ordered, but I canceled my Amazon one today. So I was holding on to it just in case one of my friends like got fucked and theirs just randomly got canceled. But it's been enough time yeah. that they would have known by now, I'm sure. Uh, but anyway... Pretty exciting. I guess they're they are sending out another round of emails to people. So I'm curious to see if they end up actually being one of Sony's chosen children like myself. Yeah. And also like even GameStop sent out another email yep, saying that they they're gotta, getting more PlayStation 4s in uh, to, to pre-order. Well, and I'm curious with my friend who wants a Xbox if he if they're going to get another round of those and he might have a second chance to pre-order. Maybe. But, but yeah, pretty pretty excited for November to roll around. I it's the yeah. first time in a while that I've gotten both consoles on launch cuz last go around with the PS4, I kind of money was a bit tight so I just got the PS4 and didn't bother with the Xbox one, but <laughs> honestly that's a none. blessing in disguise. <laughs> like all of that's been a blessing in disguise, really. Yeah. Um but yeah, so with the the console stuff, I I I wrote up a quick I wanted to go over the timeline of, of events um, because um, what had happened after, like, the, the before the Xbox pre-orders went live, Xbox announced that they're buying ZeniMax, which is absolutely insane. And so I wanted to I wanted to go, quickly go over the timeline of events. I tried to be as comprehensive as I could with kind of the main points. Um, Leading up to like basically from this summer leading up to the, the what we're what we have in front of us now. Um, so on June 11th, the PlayStation 5 hardware was revealed. And then on June 16th, the PlayStation 5 prices were leaked on the French Amazon store at 4.99 and 3.99 euros, which then caused a lot of speculation to people thinking that the price would be 
three ninety nine and two ninety nine because of the euro conversion. Which I mean, I know on on our show we, I I said there's no way that's not going to happen. I mean, obviously I I went the other way and I was wrong on that. But um, yeah, this is people always take the euro prices and they try to do that conversion and it never really works out that way. <laughs> and because obviously it's still it's four ninety nine euros and it's four hundred ninety nine dollars. Um, so yeah, there there's no really any com- conversion going on there um on july 23rd xbox uh xbox did their game showcase that showed off halo infinite and then on august 11th halo infinite was delayed is <laughs> no longer being a launch title for the xbox um september 7th the xbox series s was leaked um price point and everything september 8th microsoft confirmed I mean, the other stuff leaked too, but the, all they confirmed was that the Series S and was coming and it would be the that price. And then September 9th, they confirmed the, the whole shebang. They they confirmed the prices, $4.99 for the Series X, $2.99 for the Series S. They said pre-orders go live sep- September 22nd and the consoles launch November 10th. Then on September 11th... Uh, the uh the 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 whole series x brief press briefing that they were going to do leaked which was like the thing that they were going to show uh, before they put uh pre-orders <laughs> before they they put pre-orders out um then on september 16th after all that stuff went live sony revealed the playstation 5 price and announced that pre-orders would happen the next day on September 17th and the console launches two days after the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S on November 12th. Then there was the whole gigantic mess that happened after that where the pre-orders were supposed to be the next day, but while the retailers, which I guess it was Walmart that pulled the trigger first, um, just went live with the pre-orders for the PlayStation 5 and everyone freaked out. <laughs> so people that were waiting for the 17th kind of got screwed over um, for the most part because like, yeah, all the stuff sold out. But it's like we just said, there sounds like there's they're doing another round. They're they're going to you're going to have another opportunity to pre-order stuff for the PlayStation. Um, and then that leads us up to current time. September 21st, Microsoft announces the purchase of ZeniMax, Bethesda, etc. And then yesterday, uh, or not yesterday, uh, two days ago, the pre-orders went live and Marcus pre-ordered his Xbox Series X. (laughs) So that's kind of the timeline of the craziness that has happened over the last few months um, in regards to these consoles. Um, I don't think I'm... Did I miss anything? If that that you can recall... I just that it just seemed like especially the last couple weeks, everything ramped up in a big way between the leaks and the announcements. And then, I mean, just the fact that Xbox announced the prices officially and then Sony pulled the trigger, said, OK, well, our prices are this because they were they that it's the into my surprise. The PlayStation 5 didn't cost more than the Xbox Series X. And then they did the whole clever thing where, well, our uh, our our console comes out two days after the Xbox Series X. But we we're opening pre-orders a few days before the Xbox pre-orders go up. And then the Xbox answers back 
by announcing that they bought ZeniMax a day before their pre-orders went live, <laughs> which is, I, I, I know that's the listening to giant bomb. They said that this was a constant rumor, like at E3 and stuff. It's not one that I'm familiar with. I've always heard like the Sega and I um, heard other the stuff. Rumor I heard was always they're buying, they're looking to buy a big company. Yeah. And that's where I, like, I never were... thought it would be Zenimax. I thought maybe, like, when I first heard, the first thing I heard was Microsoft buys Bethesda. I'm like, okay, did they buy Bethesda from Zenimax? This is Microsoft <laughs> we're talking about, or did they buy Zenimax from Zenimax? <laughs> and of course, it's the latter. They bought the whole damn company, which is insane. I mean, I, who saw that coming? <laughs> um, and, and, and then that led you to say the, one of my favorite things was the fact that now, now Xbox, Microsoft owns the, the best, the makers of the best Fallout game and the worst Fallout game, <laughs> which I mean, obviously this opens up a lot of crazy possibilities. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the best Fallout game, obviously, being the Outer Worlds. <laughs> yeah, because now Obsidian and Bethesda are sister companies, well, sister dev studios, which is interesting because Obsidian still, they make Wasteland. Um, yeah. And Wasteland, obviously, like... Is like the original. It, it was is like a... The original Fallout, like, because yeah. Wasteland led to Fallout and Obsidian were the original devs of Fallout 1 and 2. And I yep. think tactics, but then they like because the way they took Fallout and everything that they didn't want Obsidian to make a traditional Fallout. So then they were like, oh, well, we still own Wasteland, so we'll just go back to making Wasteland. Um, yeah. And then even on the side note being like they did New Vegas, but uh, like for some weird, bizarre reason, they were not really given a lot of time and like. It seems like internal Bethesda just really doesn't like that game for whatever reason, uh, but it's like a fan favorite. So obviously then that led to my comments before of saying because they made it Outer Worlds, which was obviously like a Fallout equivalent for them in some capacity that made by Obsidian. And then they are working on a game called Avowed, which is like in uh, their Pillars universe, but it is clearly like a Skyrim like it's it's their take on one of those but now that they're sister devs that I'm like Microsoft could do whatever they want they could be like you guys are making a like CRPG like pillars but inside the uh the uh Elder Scrolls universe if they if Microsoft so chooses uh which would be cool yeah. as hell yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, this will take a while to pay off. And then here's something I wanted to talk about. Unfortunately, I think from everything I've seen on the Internet, I'm I'm going to be one of a few people to bring this up. I only saw like one other person on Twitter bring this up. But so a couple E3s ago, I think it was two E3s ago. If not, it was the last big E3. Um, so Bethesda always had a, a, a show anyway. Uh -huh. I think this is the Trojan horse that not a lot of people are talking about. They were working on an xCloud competitor. They were really? working on a low latency streaming uh, type service or device that they 
they showed, I mean, they showcased Doom Eternal, or I think Doom 2016, actually, um, or maybe it was Doom Eternal. I can't remember which one, but uh, shown on running on a cell phone, and they boasted huh. that it was lower latency than xCloud. Interesting. Um, we don't know if that's true or not, but regardless of if that's true or not, Microsoft now owns that tech. So, <laughs> I mean, if they had better you know, what, whatever the yeah. hell is in there, they can just roll that into xCloud if anything in there was better in any way. So that's, that's interesting, too, because I remember like one of the original Stadia demos was with Doom 2016. Yeah, it's I'm, I've been confused about all that, like why Doom was such a like benchmark for streaming stuff. Because they were like, oh, it's a fast, it's FPS, it's this will show off the late, the, the, how low our latency is, you know, on our, on, from, from the servers we set up in the basement of this convention center. <laughs> yeah, their streaming tech was called Orion. Okay, now that you say that, it sounds, that's definitely ringing a bell. Yeah, but I mean, that's all like, like I said, that obviously I don't think now like, Microsoft's going to run two competing services. So I'm just like, they're just going to roll Orion tech if it is as good as they claim in what yeah. from at least that showcase um, and people who I heard tried both. They said that the Bethesda tech is really impressive, but also the fact that it, it could be demoing like the fact that it was at an E3 and they're demoing it the best that they're they have really idealistic uh, situation. <laughs> Instead yeah. of just and that like, was the issue with the stadia when they demoed that was like, oh, well, yeah, you're you have all the stuff set up here. So, of course, there's no latency. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but we'll we'll see. I, I just I, I think that's like I said, I think that's a bit of a Trojan horse and possibly even aided in them seeking to buy out Zenimax. But uh, to go back to something earlier is. Obviously, uh, Sega has been like Microsoft's been brokering a lot of deals with Sega. And uh, yeah, uh, as a side note, uh, after they've bought Zenimax, they said they're not done buying studios. Oh, so shit. Uh, they're, they're on be, the rampage. There may be another studio buyout before the end of this. I, I don't think it'll be anything this big, which I'll hit on gonna the buy magnitude of that. There's no way. Uh, but <laughs> it, it, I just saw had I, always been Sega because they've been buddy buddy lately. It was always yeah. Sega. And then the, the, when it came to being like a bigger acquisition, a lot of people thought Capcom. Yeah. I saw someone for the Japanese market. I saw someone com, uh, complaining about the acquisition, mostly just because of it might put more prior. Some of these prior, uh, some of these other publishers or developers that are private companies that have investors in them might be getting the squeeze put to them on like more frequent release dates and stuff because now they're now they now they're facing even more competition from Microsoft specifically because now it's like now Microsoft has more control of the gaming market so now these other smaller companies like Ubisoft and they named one other one or might get the squeeze for the from their their investors and I just yeah. said well Microsoft could just buy them too problem solved <laughs> the um I, I mean, it's funny because people have said like, oh, this is an anti-competitive move, but it's like more just potentially anti-consumerist. Um, and then also many people being like, oh, antitrust, it, <laughs> antitrust doesn't exist in this country anymore. Well, it's really 
I'm like, this is kind of a complicated matter, but I'm like, they dropped serious money for this. They dropped $7.5 billion for this that's, acquisition. Yeah. Uh, that's and then, real cash. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They, then, yeah. They didn't, they didn't pay for it in equity. They bought the company outright. Like they didn't, they were just like, we, we just, you, you are Microsoft now. And I mean, <laughs> the, uh, and we're not going to be the only ones to do this, but just because the touchstone I've seen for this is to put it into perspective for people has been that Disney purchased Lucas films for four billion. Yeah, this cost more than that, almost double. They see. Yeah. And like, I think you hit, you might have hit the nail on the head with that streaming tech. They, I think this was uh, if you can't join them, you buy them kind of situation they they are buying them before bethesda potentially became a bigger competitor and was maybe worth more with the streaming stuff yeah Yeah, they're like and i mean despite despite all the hang-ups that people have with their games despite fallout 76 they are such a beloved company everybody just they i don't know like it's like good ips and and it's like one of the one of the things that i i think really um nailed it uh, one of the guys on Giant Bomb when I was listening to their podcast was that um, our our, uh, uh, our peers and equals in the podcast community, Giant Bomb. <laughs> um, so <laughs> one of the guys had said that, like, he's like, if you are hearing my voice right now, like if you're in the vicinity of hearing my voice, you own between three and eight copies of Skyrim. <laughs> and he's like, it's so true. Like, <laughs> like whether you intended to or not, I only bought Skyrim once, but I mean, I have like now because I bought it on PC, I also have like their, like when they remastered it, um, I have that as well. And it's, just, it's insane. Like Skyrim is everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, even that aside, like this, because they got ZeniMax, it's like they got machine games. They got id software. They, like they own doom. <laughs> they own doom. <laughs> like, holy fuck. And I mean, obviously a lot of people were hitting on like, imagine the crossovers. Now you can have like in Halo Infinite. I'm sure you're going to have doom guy armor. I'm positive. <laughs> yeah um and you would mention that like what if they're they're gonna make their own smash, smash. bros it's they they have enough ips now to do it um and then i also heard a call to arms uh for sony to make a big acquisition um i don't think they should i mean the the big one that people have been rallying behind is konami but i mean this is this follows suit with rumors being way back before that Konami's potentially buying the Metal Gear IP and potentially buying the uh, Silent Hill IP from them to give yeah. to Kojima. Um, it, yeah. I don't know because Sony is such a cold and calculating business that they're they're basically robots. They, they <laughs> want to build the internal studios like they the last big acquisition they did was buying Insomniac. Uh, yeah. Makers for of Spider-Man, the Spider-Man who they bought them for like 223 million. Um, yeah. And at that which, point, Insomniac had already just been making PlayStation yeah, exclusive games. Pretty much aside from uh sunset overdrive. Yeah. But just still just like, that's a weird, that's just, that's a whole different weird situation. Or was that sucker punch? That was one of the companies. <laughs> <laughs> I get insomniac and sucker punch. Mixed yeah. Up one, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pr- I think it was sucker punch now that I say it, but <laughs> any, anyway, it's 
I mean, that also puts it into perspective. Granted, Microsoft bought a lot more than just one studio with this, but it's like Sony really it that company had been making games exclusively on the Sony platform for years before Sony even considered buying them. And they bought them for two hundred and twenty three million, which really is like a drop in the bucket compared to seven point five billion. <laughs> yeah. And. And I have a, I actually have a list of, there's 23 different quote unquote companies slash IPs. I mean, there's more than one IP obviously because it's, but yeah, like dev studios essentially. But, um, we have three, four, three industries, alpha dog, arcane, Bethesda, compulsion games, double fine, id, in exile, machine games, Mojang or Mojang, however you choose to say it. It, I mean, the correct way actually is Mojang as they are Swedish, but that's besides the point. Um, Ninja, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, Playground Games, Rare, Roadhouse Studios, Tango Gameworks, The Coalition, shoot, what one was so tiny? The Initiative, uh, Turn 10, Undead Labs, World's Edge, Xbox Game Studios Publishing, and ZeniMax Online. Those are all the studios they have now. Which is a lot. I mean, that finally <laughs> does put them... Like, and that that's another thing. That puts them slightly ahead of Sony in dev studios, because I think Sony has yeah. 19. Um, and just, just think about... Think about where they would have been if... Because I mean, under... like Xbox has been crazy under Phil Spencer's leadership. Imagine if they didn't do all the dumb shit that they did before... Phil Spencer, the, the Matrick era, <laughs> like where they kept fucking closing every studio they owned down. Like what the fuck? <laughs> they like, oh yeah, you guys made this game. Okay, now we're closing you down. Like I know Jesus. there's. Uh, I I find it funny because on Twitter and I mean a lot of podcasts have been covering the the worries of now um, obviously beloved IPs like Fallout and uh, Elder Scrolls becoming Xbox exclusive. Well, oh, yeah. they obviously kind of stated that it's going to be a case by case basis. I mean, honestly, yeah. Microsoft has been pretty good guys in this. But my angle is more so will Sony allow them to put Xbox games on their platform? That's I think <laughs> them rejecting those games is more of a possibility. Yeah, that could be it, too. They're like, oh, well, this is a Microsoft game. We can't we can't have this on our platform. But at but, the same time, like not having a game like an Elder Scrolls or um st- the 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 Star I was going to say Starlink that's the fucking Elon Musk Starfield thing. also Starfield. known as Garfield Yeah Garfield Starfield or Fallout like any of those games like that n- those not being on the PlayStation is a big deal and I my thing is like if Sony doesn't like reject them for being Microsoft games uh, from being put on their platform is a timed release. I don't think that they're going to outright be, yeah, we're not. And it's not even, I don't even think they're going to do anything like where it's like a year. I think like a month, two months tops of a timed release, be like, okay, we're going to have this window to move. Essentially that's going to move units of console units. It's also hard to say because obviously if you buy it on a PlayStation, you're going to buy that game at, at cost. If you're on yeah. Xbox, you're probably a Game Pass subscriber. Yeah, you're and on then Game you just Pass. Just play those yeah. on Game Pass. Exactly. Um, so I. I so they like, could even be like, "Hey, the game comes out two months early if you're on Game Pass." And, and I think, <laughs> I think when it comes to Starfield, um, that's 
that's a big question mark because my my spin on this is if they're existing IPs that have already been established on uh, former platforms, multi platforms. Like, yeah, if if it is an Elder Scrolls, I think they'd be okay putting that, you know, like, that's okay to be multi-platform, but Starfield yeah, is but a something like IP. Starfield, like a brand new Bethesda IP, and then they can leverage the Xbox brand being exclusive with that. That yeah, would be so, a big deal. And I mean, that's kind of, like I said, that's my thoughts as being new IPs might be Xbox going forward. Yeah. Or, Which but, even then, like, again, a quote unquote exclusive because their commitment of everything on the Xbox also being on the PC. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just a given at this point. Which, yeah. It's a, that's even starting to become a thing for like not not in every case, but on PlayStation as well. They're starting to bring games to PC. Th- I mean, they strictly told Sony told their devs uh like first party dev studios to like basically have PC in mind when building their games. So obviously there was the uh kerfuffle with uh Demon Souls having saying it was coming to PC and then they had to scrub that. I do think honestly <laughs> it's that Demon Souls is probably coming to PC down the road. It's just not launching on PC initially. Yeah. Cause I think that becomes the timed exclusivity thing. Yeah. And going back to the exclusive, the timed exclusivity thing is that I think that if the if Xbox were to do that with the Bethesda stuff, I I mean, really what that turns out, what that would mean is they want to they want to move console units. That'll that'll be two two months where someone can be like, hey, we want someone we want to play this game, but it's only on the Xbox right now. Maybe we should just finally pull the trigger by the Xbox. And then after the two months, then be like, okay, now we can put it to the PlayStation and now we're going to collect all the money from people buying it on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So it's, and and then not only it's, that, it double that dips double, on full prices. Yeah. Not on full, not only on full prices, but on news cycles, because <laughs> then it's like now, now it's in the articles again. Hey, this game is out on the PlayStation now. So it's like, do you get like double the press coverage from having two separate releases for the same game? Um, and even, I mean, there's still games that still get like news. <laughs> written about it to the it's been out forever and it still gets news but yeah that's i think that's ultimately my prediction of what's going to happen with the bethesda titles is that most of them if not all will be like they'll be like a timed exclusive but starfare or starfare god damn it starfield it's gonna it's gonna be that's up in the air yeah up in space and i mean you know um any titles like new IPs going forward. But uh, I did quickly want to touch on something that this is just my personal, like weird conspiracy theories. And I did watch a, uh, they did like, I think it was on the Xbox podcast, but I watched just the live video of it or it wasn't live when I watched it, but they had major Nielsen uh, interviewing Phil Spencer, Todd Howard. And uh, I forget the other guy, darn Um, not super important, but my, uh, my th- parent like this is just my conspiracy theory brain but during that interview they you know paid lip service to say like oh we've always been like like we always have liked xbox and like more when launched on xbox first like blah 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 not important really but my this is where my conspiracy theory comes in bethesda in the past few years like has actually been more buddy buddy with sony and this becomes a talking point because there were two uh, timed exclusives coming to Sony, which is uh, Deathloop 
and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo are timed exclusives on Sony, which are yeah. still being honored by Microsoft, even though Phil Spencer saying that almost felt a little passive aggressive, but not really important. Just during this interview, though, I got the feeling that essentially some of this felt like Bethesda didn't want to be bought by Microsoft. <laughs> and I feel this is like Bethesda going above it and going for Zenimax was like going for the jugular. I think they probably yeah. tried to make a bid to buy Bethesda and they were like, we're not going to sell to you. So then they just went above them. <laughs> if, you, if you're not going to let us buy you, then we're going to buy your parents. It, <laughs> and like I said, that's like not really based on anything, to be honest, other than the fact that in the past several games like even fallout 4 a, a lot of these games have been made uh with sony in mind and they've been striking exclusivity deals for dlc and yeah like timed like launching on that platform first yeah so suspicious a little bit <laughs> <laughs> a little sus a little <laughs> sus yeah i i can i think i can definitely see that um but am I happy that Microsoft bought them? Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's one of the best fits. The only other fit I would have seen is a little bit more perfect, but I think they would have had to spend quite a bit more money is Activision. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and not only that, but yet, like this, this further cements the Xbox being in the territory of being like, I don't know, like not, maybe not <laughs> of being the bro console. I mean, they really doubled down on the shooters. Yeah. Now that they have the, they have fallout, they have doom, they have id. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, well, it's a perfect match. They have pr like the largest collection of uh, WRPGs, like Western RPGs are like now really yeah. in their wheelhouse. Cause both with obsidian yeah. and Bethesda, yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, like an Activision would be, <laughs> maybe that's the next step. They're gonna buy enough. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think anything will be that magnitude. So it's like Ubisoft, Activision. Um, there were theories that they were gonna buy EA. I've always thought that was unfounded. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's just that people wanted the EA thing to happen. <laughs> that's just they're like, maybe, maybe if Microsoft buys EA, they won't suck. <laughs> My my friend was saying Sony needs to buy Activision, and I was like, no, because Sony doesn't need Western Studios, and they don't like managing from afar, really. Um, yeah. Obviously, they have Santa Monica. Like, they do have Western Studios for sure, but it, it's like, if they, it's once again, like, I think if Sony bought anybody, it would be Sega or Capcom. Like, if, yeah, if they, that, that makes I, more sense. I just don't think, like, Sony doesn't have the same capital uh, Microsoft does. It they, like it, it just doesn't it's not even close to the same yeah and and along the the capital uh speaking of capital microsoft the or xbox they went from having 10 million um game pass subscribers to 15 million game pass subscribers within six months everybody's trapped inside and game like pass and looks better because i need games yeah and 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 obviously like that that could be like someone who has Game Pass Ultimate or they just have regular Game Pass or they have PC Game Pass. But I mean, theoretically, when you add all that up, that could <laughs> that could be one hundred fifty million dollars in revenue per month that they're making off of Game Pass right now. That's good. Which money. basically That's no small amount of money. Yeah. Which basically means that um, 
just in Game Pass money alone, they could pay for their acquisition of ZeniMax in four years. And and since we're on the topic a little bit, Doom Eternal is on Game Pass now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, yep, they come October first, but yeah, they're they are immediately yeah they are immediately leveraging that that ownership of of zenimax uh and i mean i give it only like two three months until just the entire library of all those games are on there yeah for sure um but yeah that's i mean when you when you add all i mean 15 million and that's i think that's really only going to grow even if they just stay at 15 million uh, that's almost two billion dollars a year off of Game Pass that they're making. It's good money. Like that that's a staggering amount of money, and that's like I I I really think that Microsoft hit the jackpot with the Game Pass thing. Like they 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 looked at what Netflix is doing, and they actually did that. Like everyone always says, "Oh, this is the Netflix of whatever. This is the Netflix of this. This is Netflix of that." I don't think anybody has done it right except for Microsoft. It, it's. <laughs> It's always hard to say, you know, like um, like we don't know the deals brokered behind doors. We don't know if Microsoft is like, I'm sure at this point with that many subscribers, it's not at a loss. But like, yeah, I don't think they're, the, they're bleeding money like like Netflix is when it comes to the Xbox One S. I'm sure they're selling those consoles at a loss, but oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're up for it by you being locked into that system. Yeah, I mean, they they get you that Xbox One S, and they're like, this person is definitely going to be using Game Pass. Yeah, it's like, this is, <laughs> this is going to be a Game Pass subscriber who has a 1080p TV. Like, yeah, that, yeah that's exactly. Like, this is. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's what this says about this person. They don't have a 4K TV. They're going to, they don't want to deal with buying physical games. They're going to, so, and that's the thing that, that Giant Bomb had also brought up too, is the fact that, like, since they can't buy any used games for that, every single purchase they make on that system is going to make them money. Anything they do on that console is going to make Microsoft money. I mean, and that's both, like, I believe Microsoft is selling those at a loss, and I'm like positive Sony is selling the discless PlayStation, the oh, all digital yeah, for sure. PS5 at a loss. I'm and sure, that's and that's why I was so resolute that they were selling that thing at 400. Like, yeah, I was like, they, they're going to take a bit of a loss on that one, but they're not going to take a loss at all on the big one. So yeah, and it makes and, sense because I mean, like, like I said, like you're. Without the discs, you can't buy used games. So everything you buy is gonna make them money. So I mean, like you, they can't afford the loss on it. And I think, I mean, I think Sony's like bottom line price point for their all digital PS5 was similar to the Wii for Nintendo, where they straight up were like, the console is at a loss, but by the time you buy your first piece of software, it pay it were net positive. Yeah. And I think that's Sony's approach for this. <laughs> yeah. And it, I've and I know I've said this before because I mean a lot of people are laughing about the Xbox and they're like, oh, the they, it looks like a fridge, it looks like a speaker, and they're laughing at the things that they do, and there's oh they bought Bethesda, they're they're gonna make Bethesda worse somehow. But like you can't you can't underestimate a company that is willing to take a net loss on an entire console generation. they put out the original xbox fully expecting that they wouldn't make money on the x the original xbox and they didn't but they came back 
and they br- brought out the place or the place they br- they brought out the Xbox 360. They brought out the PlayStation 3. No, they <laughs> they came out and they brought out the Xbox 360 and as we all know, like eventually the PlayStation 3 outsold by the end of the generation, but they kicked some major ass with the 360 even despite the red ring. I despite mean, Sony- the red ring. The difference is uh, the 360s were sold at, at a net gain, and the PS3s were pretty much through almost that whole console life cycle sold at a loss, even at $600. Yeah. Even yeah. at $600. <laughs> it's a Blu-ray. I mean, it's the, it was a first generation of Blu-ray. That was It was expensive. Yeah, I remember <laughs> like cheap Blu-ray players were $1,000 for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even... What the 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 HD DVD add on for the the Xbox 360 wasn't that two hundred bucks? Yeah, or 100, 150 to two hundred bucks. Six hundred. Yeah, <laughs> they just they separated it. They they took it out and they said this is the if you don't want that then here's this and that's I mean ultimately that's why HD DVD lost because everyone just well I'll just buy a PlayStation three and have a cheap Blu-ray player. And and that's just how it happened. <laughs> but yeah, I know because of the way the PS3 was that Sony kind of has a hard stance that they refuse to sell a console at a loss. And like I said, I think those all digital ones are at a loss, but it's that Nintendo route of like when you buy a single piece of software, it makes it net positive. So yeah, exactly. Because because I think to make those net positive, they would have had to have sold them at four fifty. Would be my guess, four fifty, four seventy five, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, also Phil uh, Spencer slash Microsoft came out saying uh, in regards to Japan, saying we learn from the past. <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds like they're going to be trying to make some more efforts into venturing into the Japan market. We'll see how that goes. It's tough i mean it's real yeah i mean you're, like you're talking said, about like nintendo being the most valuable company in japan and now microsoft wants to try to dip in there <laughs> it's gonna be hard i mean they need a lot of uh japanese people did own 360s because they did lock up the idol master ip at that time oh yeah so people who wanted to play that needed to buy that console um but Obviously, that didn't happen with the Xbox One, so they didn't like. I mean, just think of the Xbox One. They're like, I can't really put a finger on a single like JRPG that was exclusive on there. Um, because yeah. like obviously 360 era, they did make a pretty big bid to try and get Japanese interest. Uh, having Mistwalker Studio make like Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. Um, they had they had like a whole bunch of uh like exclusive or time ex- ex- like when and i say when i say timed exclusives i mean it was like two three years before they saw any life on the playstation so yeah 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 it's it was a, a doozy but <laughs> like it it didn't help them a whole lot on that front um i i i mean i think if they want to have some semblance of success in a japanese market they need to look at what capcom's doing where Capcom is making Western games, but from like a Japanese viewpoint. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Like, that makes I mean, sense. Resident Evil is Japanese, but it's like, yeah. it's, it's Western and same with Devil yeah. May Cry is Japanese, but it's Western. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they announced that they're coming back to the, uh, the Tokyo games. What was it? Get the Tokyo game show. 
yeah, the Tokyo Game Show. I mean, at least the digital version of it. They haven't been there the last few years, but they're they're coming back. And he also uh, brought up the fact that they the in April they launched Game Pass on PC and Xbox um, in Japan. And they've seen more players on Xbox devices and games and services than at any time in their entire history in the market in Japan well, since they, launching they Game put, Pass there. Uh, they put game on Game Pass they got those Final Fantasy games on there that like yeah. all the Final Fantasy games are basically gonna be on there, um, if they're not already all on there. They got Kingdom Hearts on Game Pass. Um, so they brokered those deals with Square Enix. They got Dragon Quest uh coming to that so i'm like they're definitely making a bid to get square enix to bring their properties over to there uh yakuza like a dragon the new yakuza game is launching on xbox first uh it granted it's yeah. only by a few days but it's gonna be there first which is kind of weird like because yes yeah. obviously yakuza's kind of been a playstation ip like well not exclusive to playstation but uh it's mostly been on the playstation so yeah, but they've been getting really, all those Yakuza games on Game Pass, like yeah, Zero, totally. uh, Kwami, Kwami Two, and I think they have six on there. <laughs> what's What's funny about this too is that this this specific article on Kotaku uh, mentions specifically how Sony is a formidable opponent, especially in Japan. Never once did they mention Nintendo. <laughs> It's just like it just it just it's further cements the idea that like Nintendo it's it it's like they're not king. a competitor. Yeah, they're they're, they're like not a com- they're not a competitor for Sony or Microsoft because they just reign above both of them. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like I said I I tweeted out I tweeted this out and I said it to you. It's it's as far as the current like console gaming industry goes, it's Microsoft and Sony duking it out in the Nintendo arena. well and uh to any of our foreign listeners i know like these these consoles are launching a bit later in other countries um most specifically uk and people are obviously kind of pissed about that um because it's uk gets screwed on a lot of fronts yeah in fairness and this isn't me just being an asshole but (laughs) the the u.s market is we have market share like we we drive we drive the games cons- industry. We're the largest consumers of the games industry, like yeah, by a lot. Like I think we have over fifty percent consumption. It's a lot of games. We we, we love our video games in America. That, that's, like the that's Japanese market is actually pretty small, but I think they're at like some twenty percent or something like that. Yeah, it's because it's, it's it's small, but it seems like everybody there games. <laughs> yeah, that is that is interesting. Um. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe it's because there's a lot more arcade stuff there, which yeah, I, mean, I mean, even and even though like Sega's how housing works there, that obviously they're in the sit down experience isn't as big and handhelds have always been a yes. focus. And that leads to yeah. like obviously the switch being prime switch. for that market. But and DS, Game the Boy. PSP, the PSP did gangbusters. Yeah, uh, the Vita, not so much, but the PSP <laughs> did absolute gangbusters in Japan. It's good stuff, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like yeah, and and people just love arcades over there. But I mean, that is kind of starting to come to a halt a little bit. I mean, uh, one of Sega's um, big arcades recently closed down, which was kind of sad because 
I've been wanting to go to Japan for years, and it's just like it seems like every, the the things I want to go see in Japan are all closing down <laughs> before I can go. So it's going to be a big bummer. Um, I mean, there's going to be there's lots of stuff to do in Japan, but I mean, when you go, it's like it's like going to Japan as a gamer is like it, it's almost like our mecca in a way. <laughs> going back to the homeland. It's, yeah, it's going back to the gamer homeland, Japan. <laughs> it's, it's, Back to the original. You got to see the birthplace of Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> former former card card game or card 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 game company. <laughs> um, shoot, how long have we been going for the for this? We should probably take a, a break, time. don't you think? About we should probably take. Let's take a break, and then we'll talk about more news. We talk about this stuff for a long time, but it's all good stuff. It's great. We have we have a uh, we have it's a great show as always, but uh, we got to take a break so we can. Uh, refill our drinks and probably use the bathroom i don't know but uh, we're gonna be right back look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's the fortress of fandom podcast i'm garrett your host covering the fandom topics you love most superheroes comics movies Star Wars, nerd news, anime, video games, and so much more. If you like any of these topics, come join our band of FOFers and let your fandom flag fly. New episodes almost every week. Find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and search for us on social media at the FOF Pod. Okay, welcome back to the show. And this half of the show is brought to you by Game Fuel. Fuck yeah. Because this is kind of a hybrid episode. We talked about stuff that wasn't specifically news. Uh, and I was thirsty, so I wanted to open up my game field. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't open it on this episode, but we don't have an LGA cast to record tonight, so I'm good. But I spilled some of my hands. It's not cool. Um, I had one other thing I wanted to mention about the Xbox. I think that's kind of the last thing on Xbox, maybe. I'm, can't, I don't think I had anything else, but um, if you had games on an external hard drive on your xbox one um and you plug that into your xbox series x or xbox series s they will be instantly playable on the xbox series s and x they'll be the they'll be they'll be the xbox one versions of those games but the i i I think that's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to re-download them or anything. You could just take yeah. This is this is from my Xbox One. I've been using this from to store my Xbox One games. Now I'm gonna take it and plug it into my Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S, and be able to instantly play them. Like that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's that's convenient. Um, and it, that I mean that seems like something that should it should have happened last generation, but. It's happening. Shoulda, coulda, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, whether there's some sort of technical limitations, but it definitely seems like I don't know. We we've, we've entered a new era of consoles. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't as much as like going from the PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four, or going from the 360 to the Xbox One. It didn't feel like that big of a leap. This one feels a lot more significant. It really does. It. I mean, these. I mean, a lot of that is due to the fact that there were many hardware breakthroughs right after those consoles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're able to utilize those hardware breakthroughs. And not only that, like just how how cheap uh, solid state storage has come ha- has gotten since well, since the launch of the Xbox speaking one. Speaking of that, did you see the pre-order for the expandable 
Yes, two, $219, which I believe we had already said on the podcast before, but that was just a leak, but now it's confirmed. <laughs> Very expensive. Um, it is expensive. It's really I, small. I, it's really fucking small. Yeah, it's it's tiny. I mean, it's solid state. It's it's tiny. And it looks like a thumb drive. Yeah, that's it's not that's not surprising, honestly. And I mean, because you can you can buy, um, I believe you can buy micro SD cards that are a terabyte now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is a so, terabyte for uh, basically uh, two twenty. And yeah, I know my brother was looking to expand his memory. I don't really know why this early on. And then he was like, why is it so expensive? And I'm like, well, these the these specific speeds of solid state drives are still like really, really fucking new. So I'm like, yeah, you pay yeah. the price. Like, I'm just going to wait until I absolutely like need to. But for now, right. it's just a beat and delete policy. Yeah, and it is a it's a one terabyte. I thought it was a two terabyte nope, add, it's a add one. on. That's a one terabyte. one terabyte. Okay, so that's actually pretty comparable to an S micro SD card because a micro SD card uh, for one terabyte is uh, like two hundred thirty bucks. So that's it. I really don't think it's really has. I don't think it has much to do with the fact that it's like a proprietary thing or it's Microsoft branded. I just think like that's. Like the cheapest I, they can feasibly sell it for because yeah. that's it's a new, lot of expensive tech. That's all. Yeah, it's yeah, it's new tech. And like, of course, I don't want any PC people being like SSDs have been around for a while. It, it, these speeds are like new. Yeah, they, this is a brand new compact flash spec that hasn't been used anywhere else. It's not on PC. It's it's it, comparable it, to NVMe. Um, I mean, and it's the same thing with the PS5 that there currently isn't compatible expandable storage because yeah. there just aren't you. They you need a drive that at least at the very least matches the internal one, and those aren't on the market quite yet. So yeah, may, there is rumors that maybe that new Samsung one might be compatible, but that's kind of up in the air. Yeah. So let's see if I pull up the details about these actual these these expansions so they're built as a way to expand the nvme ssd because that's what the that's what pcs are using now that's what the consoles are both using are, are nvme ssds um on this it is a pci express 4.0 connector um for the external ssd um, and I believe like the method of it is using a newer compact flash spec. Um, see if I can find what it's called, but it's, I've heard it a few times on the giant bomb podcast. Cause they really get into like those, the, the, the nitty gritty of that stuff, but I always I mean, forget the technical terms of it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's super fast and yeah, like SSDs have been around, but this isn't just like plugging an ssd into a usb port ssd yeah this no it is <laughs> it's not your daddy's ssd <laughs> but it's it's essentially like plugging uh an external ssd into directly into your motherboard not through usb not through any um other way that you can plug it into a pc it's like to opening up your pc and just slap slapping a new nvme hard drive into it in addition to what you're already putting in there and i mean i'm sure that's what these are 
they have uh they do say directly on that that uh obviously with that you can play you can put any type of game on there but if you're using a traditional like usb external hard drive that you know once again had your old games on it and you're just plugging it into the new one you can only have xbox one games on that old drive you can't put which obviously that won't impact uh these first two years because there isn't uh at least anything i guess i guess i shouldn't specifically say that but at least microsoft said first party studios aren't releasing anything exclusive within the first two years so it's gonna be a bit uh on that front but i mean that's not to say like the next call of duty is just straight up like you need a new console to play it but who who knows we don't know yet (laughs) yeah um and man not and looking at NVMe SSDs, like there is a wild price difference. Like there, like there's a huge range here. Like I'm seeing, like oh, you can buy a, a Western Digital NVMe card for oh, let's see, hold on, I clicked on the wrong link. Let's see, get back here, here. So there is a see and that see it. And Google fails me. See, like they're showing a 250 gig NVMe SSD Western Digital WD Black for 50 50 bucks. There's a Western Digital Blue SSD that's NVMe for 104. And then, sorry, I had to burp. Then I see at Best Buy there's uh, the Samsung 970 Evo Plus one terabyte NVMe that's 180 bucks. Then there's a Samsung 970 Pro NVMe SSD that's one terabyte, $350. And that's the one that people th- that's the one- think may work with the PlayStation. Is that really it? That $350 yes. one? Oh, shit. <laughs> that's- the, the PlayStation hard drive is it's something else. It's... yeah. Um, yeah, but for it, people to be like, oh yeah, SSDs have been around. Like these are these. It's it's a totally different thing. Like you're not going to be able to just slap any SSD into these and have them work. And just looking at those prices, like yeah, it's two hundred bucks to add on another terabyte to the the Xbox. It's I mean you're looking about two hundred dollars to get a good SSD for your PC that is comparable. <laughs> so I don't really see the problem with that. But uh yeah, it's uh pretty pricey at least so far, but like and actually I had what the person next to me in line uh she she kind of you know, and she, she buys into some of the lip service that's been paid and was just like, well, I hear the Xbox is is way more powerful than the PlayStation. I was like, way more is like a bit of an overstatement. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I was like, the, I was like, the number they've been boasting is the 12 teraflops because it's a big, impressive number, but it kind of doesn't mean yeah. much. And then I mentioned like the PlayStation has 10 teraflops, which I mean, that's like also no small number on that front, but it has a slightly better SSD. Now, like I was like, that may change things like it. It's hard to say. But I mean, I also am looking at at least what Sony has done with its first party studios. And there's games like I've talked about this before, but games like God of War and Last of Us 2 that are like it as the joke goes, it's like they're accessing some secret extra processor in that fucking thing. Like, I don't know how they're getting those games to run on that tech, 
Like, just imagine what they're going to yeah. do with something that blows the fucking PS4 out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man, there was something I was going to say there, but I completely forgot. Damn. I, I, th- I guess my point is that the Sony, especially the first party studios, I'm like, they are kings of optimization. Like, uh, like in that uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn, I, I forget the name of that uh, engine. It may, might even just be the Horizon engine. It's probably not. But um, obviously they use that for both Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, Death Stranding. But that has a lot of really good optimization tech within it. So and Microsoft yeah. hasn't been that great on the optimization front. Um, it's it's just not an um, like a real American thing when you think about it. Like, you know, like mostly thinking of American muscle cars. I'm like, the American way has never been about optimizing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the engine is called Decima. Ah. Is the engine name. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's, it's definitely... It's going to be interesting to see how, how people perceive like uh, the De- thing devs is have both said these consoles are really powerful really impressive and it's allowing them to develop things that they couldn't imagine before so it's it's really exciting i'm excited for this next generation of of games especially when we get to a point where they're not having to cater to the previous generation and they could just go full force mm-hmm. into the xbox series x and the playstation uh, five um especially like i mean uh, in regards to the playstation 5 with the ssd being as fast as it is and being like a step above the xbox one because a lot of what people perceive as uh, uh efficiency and speed in a game is like loading time and the faster things load the faster people perceive the game and the console to be performing so with a faster ssd even if it's a slower processor i think people are gonna uh, perceive that as being faster. I mean, and it will allow them to dump in and out assets at a slightly faster rate, which yeah. once again, that may mean that may make the diff up the difference between the like 2K teraflops that they're short. Yeah. Uh, which and even like it's hard to say. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and like that same effect is, is done on phones too. Like uh, I know when you enable like developer options on an Android phone, a lot of what people do to, to make their phone feel faster is reducing the time of animations of like different, like you can, like if you switch to an app or you select an app, there's always like different uh, animations in the OS. And when you enable the developer options in a, lo- a lot of cases, you're able to, reduce the time of those animations so that you can either just make them like not even exist it just makes your phone feel faster even though it's not actually it's 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 almost like the animations are just a buffer that don't really do anything um besides make it take longer to get into an app so a lot of people will reduce those and it's just like then then they perceive their phone to be faster even though they didn't do anything to actually make the phone faster yeah and i mean that's that may be an effect we see here. It's hard to say. It's so hard to say, but I mean, I guess I'll know soon. I'm getting yeah, both of you're gonna, those. You're going to get both. Um, um. I just hope, I mean, all all anybody can hope for is that Microsoft's UI is a bit better. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I, I mean, we've heard it's the, the same UI going forward, yeah. which kind of yeah. sucks, but. Which It'll I mean, at the same though. time, it's loading yeah. faster. That's what's important. If it loads, yeah, if it loads faster, I'm fine with. It. I don't mind the current Xbox dashboard. It's not the I worst, like, but it's still kind of messy. 
like I like how on my Xbox when I press the Xbox button I have like the little when I I created like my little lists of like certain games um I I have those there and then on my home screen I have like those pinned on my home screen so like there's the main stuff that's always at the top and then the next one is like these are like my main games that I'm playing and then the next one below that is these are like the streaming services I'm using Netflix or whatever um and that has been nice. I've been liking that compared to how the console has been in the past. Um, but moving on to some more, some Sony stuff here, because we had um, the whole snafu with the pre-orders. It's, uh, Sony came and they, they apologized for the clusterfuck of their the pre-order and, and said that there's going to be more consoles available this year. Um, apparently it was also a complete mess on Amazon Japan as well. They sold out immediately and to, to scalpers essentially. Um, and These the scalpers will be hard to get this year. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be in high demand. It's, uh, the scalpers already started uh, relisting their pre-orders um, as much as uh, 500,000 yen, which is like 47, 4,800 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we have another thing about scalpers later on in the show that we'll get to. That's kind of funny, but yeah, me. Um, I was a scalper. Remember? Yeah, you're a, you're a scalper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then apparently this was uh, confirmed that because um, there's a rumor way early on, and we did talk about it on the show about there was the rumor going around that the PlayStation five was going to be compatible with like all PlayStation stuff. Well, it came back and it's confirmed that no, it's not going to be backwards compatible with PlayStation three, PlayStation two or PlayStation one games. <laughs> I, just, I mean, it, I don't, I can't say I didn't see that coming because there has been no messaging about it. I think that with the fact that Microsoft is out there uh, leveraging that for the Xbox series X, as much as they have been, that Sony wouldn't have just been quiet about it if that were the case this whole time. It's also, though, it's not to say they may add that stuff to PS Now. That's true. Because you can can, play PS3 games and stuff through PS Now already. Exactly. Yeah. So there's there's still that available. There's still that option. It's just that, no, you're not going to be able to stick your PlayStation 1 through 3 disc in and and play. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the case. Um... But then, then we get this crazy ass news. This is moving past. This is moving past the PlayStation stuff. This is Amazon. You know our our pal, our pal and buddy, our best friend over there, Jeff Bezos, um, who who's gonna kick us off of Amazon Music eventually because we keep talking shit about him. I'm no longer um, giving him money for my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna <laughs> kick us off the. Like we just got listed on Amazon Music. They just launched podcasts on Amazon Music. You can, you can go subscribe to us or or not because I can't. There's no way to link to it. Like, I mean, maybe if I use like the website, I can try to find it. But like if you use the Amazon Music app, there's no way to share a podcast from the music app. So I can't be like, hey, here's a link to us on Amazon Music. Go subscribe to us. They made that impossible. Thanks, Amazon. Go go to Spotify. You find us on Spotify. Listen to us there instead. <laughs> Even Apple. I'm not an Apple fan. Go subscribe on Apple. <laughs> but um, they're announcing a, a cloud, a cloud-based streaming service. They they announced Stadia 2. That out the gate seems a lot better than Stadia, gotta be honest. 
Yeah, but here's the, here's the big kicker. Here's 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 the thing that pisses me off. It's available on iOS. Yeah, I guess what's that was not available. Too. Guess what's not available on iOS? That's also a cloud-based streaming game service. X Cloud. X Cloud. <laughs> Microsoft X Cloud. Can't can't get that. That's against TOS. Can't put that on the App Store. But you know what you can put on the App Store? Luna. Amazon's cloud game service. You know that's what gonna makes, be leveraged in a court case. Oh, f- for fucking sure. I mean, I bet, dude, I I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tim Sweeney blew a gigantic load when he saw this news. <laughs> he probably just come all over his PC screen. He just he just exploded. You know that scene from South Park? That's the one. The, you know the one. You forgot to, have to say describe we were it. X-rated at the beginning of this one. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, you know yes. that uh, you you know that everybody, you, everybody listening, you know what I'm talking about. That. <laughs> that South Park scene, that's Tim Sweeney right now. Seeing seeing the news Being of like, the Amazon. Got you now, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't gonna go well, I don't think. I mean, and I I I had complained about this early on because when they banned when iOS banned XCloud, when they banned fucking Stadia, because even Stadia is 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 also not allowed. Um, but this is I was just like their, their rules don't make sense because it, by that logic, then you shouldn't be able to use Amazon to, to stream movies or whatever, because it's still like they 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 can't rate it themselves. It is it. It doesn't make sense to me. Can you believe these and chuckleheads made an Xbox controller? They really it looks did. identical to the fucking Xbox series controller. It does. It does. It's pretty fucking close. Um, it's, With the three I, I heard buttons below. I'm like, that's the new design for the the yeah. Xbox Series controller, whatever I, they're calling it. I saw someone calling it. Um, oh, speaking of, before we get too deep, the the um, speaking of controllers, the PlayStation Five controllers confirmed at seventy dollars, which is slightly more than the Xbox controllers at because the Xbox ones are sixty five. Really? Wow. I was I was expecting both to be seventy five. <laughs> that's hey, what I thought. I thought they'd. I know you thought they were gonna be a, the uh, Joy Cons, right? Yeah, eighty to one hundred to one hundred. Like, yeah, that, I mean that. I mean, that makes sense. Controllers just keep getting more tech in them, but uh, I yeah, think they so, match yeah. the price of games is what they were shooting for. Usually, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been I've been seeing people call this like the the Chinese knockoff of the Xbox controller. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. So this this Amazon Luna. Let's see what what other details do we have about Luna? It launches with a bunch of games. It looks like like way more than what Stadia. <laughs> it's it's um the introductory rate is five ninety nine a month. Players get a, uh, access to a curated library of PC games called the Luna Plus Game Channel. And they'll be playable across a broad range of devices, including Fire TV, PC, Mac and ios which honestly so apparently this actually it, it it's a web app that bypasses the app store so that sounds like also another thing that would upset apple i mean that's what epic basically tried to do in the first place yeah yeah <laughs> but, but uh, 
This sound uh, horrendous announcement timing. Right? Why would they announce this so close to the PlayStation and Xbox stuff? You're, I don't know. It's like, it's, does Amazon think they're that big of a deal? I mean, I'm sure Jeff Bezos thinks he's the biggest. Like, dude, you're you're not running with the big boys yet. You're not <laughs> not even close. I mean, as far as revenue goes, I think Amazon's bigger, but <laughs> yeah, watch Amazon <laughs> buy it, they then buy Microsoft, and <laughs> yeah, Amazon buys Microsoft. Then I'm I'm out. I'm off. I couldn't be I couldn't be an Xbox fan anymore. I would have to turn in my my I have to turn in my gun and badge. That's that's really all I'd have to say about that. Bethesda, but they went for the jugular. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, they wanted Zenimax, but then they went for the. T- <laughs> they re- they really wanted yeah they wanted the the Zenimax online stuff no, um but yeah so there's gonna be like all these different uh, uh channels that they're gonna have on the the Luna game channels and of course one of the first ones is uh the Ubisoft channel because you know Ubisoft they, they they'll they'll do everything. They they'll put their game wherever wherever you have a platform. Ubisoft is on board. They're on board with Stadia. They're on board with 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 Luna Luma. Hey, they know. I already what they forgot the name. Do. Luna. They got to put their game in as many places as possible. Yes, yeah, because you know, as like third stuff party like Dev. That's your job. Yeah, like I compare it to like um, so your your Xbox uh, first party studios, your Sony first party, your your Nintendo, those are like the Walmarts of the world where you plop one down and people are going to come to it. All these third party ga- studios like Ubisoft, they're like Walgreens and CVS. You got to put one on every corner. <laughs> I mean, they also, they got the people, they got the money that they could spare the change to port their <laughs> game. Like if anything yeah. even has to be done, I, I feel this is probably the same version of whatever they cooked up for Stadia that they're oh, yeah. able to get to work on this shit. Well, not to mention they're all like they're PC games. So, I mean, they're, yeah. just, they're just spinning up a PC game on a server and you're playing through a web browser essentially. Um, so, I mean, how much do you really have to do compared to porting it to a whole new console it's not as simple as that but <laughs> well who knows that could also yeah. just be them trying to make it sound more complicated than it is just like obviously the crossplay stuff being like it's not just a a switch we can flip and then epic games was like oops oh my god and they they and they took they took a line like almost directly out of stadia's book quote Here's the quote here from Kotaku. The coolest aspect of the service is that the Luna controller, instead of connecting to the device the player's playing on, it connects directly to Amazon's cloud, lowering latency and allowing for fancy tricks like instantly swapping games between scenes without losing control. Jesus. That's a cool innovation. What do you that's not that's that's what the Stadia was supposed to do. That's what the Stadia controller was supposed to do. That's not a new concept. I don't know if the Stadia actually pulled it off, but I mean that's what the Stadia was. Uh, that's what they advertised. It's hard to say. Oh, Stadia they like they a should mess. the 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 author actually posted a correction right after that, saying it's been pointed out to me that this is actually the same way Google Stadia controller works. So maybe not so innovative. <laughs> <laughs> so he issued a correction. I, I'll give him credit for that. Okay, but part of what makes this already just out the gate better than stadia is they are being smart about it and basically doing the game pass approach 
Yeah, that's what that's and that's what everybody wanted out of Stadia. But no, Stadia is like, oh yeah, you can buy a premium and we'll give you like a few games, but you, you still got to pay full price for these games, and then you have to buy the games for full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that. No, that's not how you do a Stadia. Like it's it's like it's. <laughs> It's like they looked at on live and said, "Yeah, let's do that. That worked out well. Let's let's do exactly what on live did that made them go under." <laughs> you have to pay for our on live service and then you still have to buy the games. That that's stupid. No. No one wants to do that. Not today's age. Not right now. Maybe in the future. <laughs> maybe in the future. Like someone might want to be like, "Okay, well, I got to be on board with this. So I'm, I'm paying for like this and then I can buy the games on it. Like it'll be like, it'll be, it'll be one of those situations. Like this is where you have to be to play the games, but it like an exclusive club. Like you, you can only buy these games if you're on our service, like that type of shit. Like if you want to play Starfield, you have to have game pass. Nobody <laughs> wants to play Garfield. <laughs> God, I almost spit out my game field on that one. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's Luna. But then they they uh, Amazon announced some other like weird like they announced like a new like refresh to like their Alexa lineup. They have like a new TV thing, like their new Alexa show or whatever, which is like the Alexa with the screen. But this one, like the screen can like rotate and like move around, I guess. And then the craziest thing of all, they ad- they added an indoor security camera drone. Well. Yeah. Fuck that. Yep. Yeah. So like, it's like a little mini drone that has sits in a square, like as a square base station with the drone just sits on top and it's like a little quadricopter that you can like pre-configure paths around your house and it can like patrol your house and then it goes back to its base station and charges. And like, so like if you're and it's, it's part of the, the ring, it's part of ring since Amazon owns ring, I believe. If they don't, then they're just like a heavy partnership. But if like your your house is set up with like the ring alarm system and your your alarm system goes off, like you can set your your the the drone camera to go patrol your house for you, and you can do other things like oh I, did I leave the oven door open? Did I forget to close the oven? Oh let me just I'm gonna I'm not gonna get my fat ass up out of bed. I'm just gonna pick up my phone and. <laughs> and uh use the the ring drone camera to see um see if i did um this thing's crazy i didn't think that would be a thing that we would be seeing so soon that's putting us but, in a hell world <laughs> and this is called the ring always home cam so like you can also like operate this from when you're not home the ring always spy on you cam right <laughs> The idea is that if you have an intruder or want to check on a noise in your house as as you are away, you can fly a mini camera drone around to see what's up. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that's a thing now. Drone mini drones for how long until they add lasers to these so you can just like have a home defense grid. Well, and then they just kill you in your sleep. <clears throat> right, right. If you if you said too many bad things about Jeff Bezos, then they <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's that's a thing. Uh yeah. So Bezos got mad that I canceled my PlayStation pre-order through him, so he decided to release a console. <laughs> yeah. Um but now we're moving into the more minor news of of the week because we we have all the we had all the big stuff. There's a lot of big stuff. 
Um, so let's see. We'll go from kind of earliest to latest. So the Beyond Good and Evil's creator leaves Ubisoft. Um, yeah. He says, like, also the team Rayman. is autonomous, though. Yeah. Oh, Brainman as well. Yep. And he says the teams are autonomous, though. So, like, the, the game's going to chug along. But he's just, he's, he's, he's done. He's done. I don't. Is this the is he the one that Giant Bomb said he's gonna like be like a wildlife preserve yep. guy? Yep, yep. Oh god. Okay. Well, I mean, if that's what you feel is your life's calling after being a video game developer, I okay. I mean, look at what those games are kind of about. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's the thing. Um, and. Speaking of Ubisoft, it just feels like Ubisoft is made of apologies this year. Um, they apologize for excluding women from Assassin's Creed sizzle, sizzle reel. Yep. It's just Ubisoft can't win this year. It seems like they're always doing something wrong to upset people. Well, I mean, not to say they haven't had, obviously, their fair share of wrongdoing, but I do feel they're crucified more than almost any other company. Lately, for sure. Yeah. Um. Like other companies have just as many bad things, basically, and I'm like, eh, they're not put to task for it, but yeah. <laughs> um, Super Mario 64's uh, <laughs> so long, Bowsy is uh, not in Super Mario 3D All Stars. It's a letdown. Yeah, it is because he like says, that was like that was an that was that was an iconic one. I mean, it, but at the same time, I I didn't ever make the correlation that. People thought it sounded like so long gay Bowsy. He does say so long gay Bowser. <laughs> okay, here's my theory because they did ask Charles Martinet what was actually said during the recording. He said, he said, so long King Bowser, which there's really? no way he said that. Um, See, I always, I've always interpreted it as so long gay Bowsy. Like he's saying so long gay Bowsy. I think I think you're close. I think he's saying so long a like dash a Bowser. Oh yeah, that yeah, and maybe G A sounds like gay. Yeah, yeah, that could so be it, goes, it too. So long a Bowser, but yeah, it's well. I mean, I have a switch now, so I'm gonna be playing through that. Bye bye. So yeah, we'll find. I'll find out for sure. I mean, I, I mean, it's not going to be in there. So I guess never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hear it f for sure. I'm gonna have to just like look up a YouTube video. But yeah, yeah. I play the audio clip every time I throw Bowser just to relive. Just to make yourself feel good. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. So the former Skullgirls developers that left or got fired because they fired everybody um they started a new co-op game studio called future club yeah that's a new that's a new studio called future club it's gonna function as a co-op so it's not gonna be like it's it's gonna be all like employee owned essentially which sounds cool i like that um so their 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 whole idea is that there isn't one person at the top who can unilaterally unilaterally make decisions for everyone else because that model didn't work out very well for us at Lab Zero. Um but they really want to embrace a model where everyone is an equal owner and has an equal voice. So I think that's really cool. I want to see more of that in studios honestly. Um because I think like if everybody 
is working together towards a goal, I think that they can probably do some really cool stuff. I mean, I mean, that's like, that's how a lot of independent stuff has always been. It's like just a couple people working on a game. It's like, they both have like the same vision of what they want the game to be. And it ends up being really cool because they're, there aren't many outside influences or other people telling them what they can't and can't do. So obviously the best touchstone is that, uh, dead cells is fully a co-op. That's right. Yeah. Like I forget what the name of that company that made dead cells, but that company was fully a co-op and it became a co-op, uh, when, cause dead cells started as a tower defense game. Yeah. And then it they it was a point where the director at the time was just like, how many people actually enjoy this game and enjoy like what we're making, like and truly have faith in it? And nobody everybody was like, basically, nah, like this sucks. And then yeah. from there and on this- they were like, Everybody's a boss now. Like if you think think this sucks, you tell me it sucks. Like <laughs> everybody's a game yeah. director now. But these um this it, the Dead Cells uh, developers, uh, yeah, Motion Twin, which they've been, they founded, they were founded in 2001. So like they, they're 19 year old company, man, blazing the trail for co-op game developer companies. I mean, who would have been like that? A lot, of, a lot of these issues that are coming to a head now, they've solved back in 2001, <laughs> essentially. It's, it's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but also who knew Dead Cells would be like such a fucking monumental smash hit. This is this. Wow. This this sentence motion twin is run as an anarcho syndicalist workers cooperative with equal salary and decision making power between its members because everybody's uh, the game director. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's a guest. it's um yeah that's really cool i like that i want to see more of i want to see more of that in the game industry more co-op game studios i think that's cool um and then the exact opposite things that are uncool netflix canceled uh dark crystal age of resistance that sucks so bad i still haven't seen seen it. it does it like end on a really bad cliffhanger and that's why a lot of people are upset I mean, it was supposed to get more seasons. It, it's not necessarily oh, that it shit. ends. I guess you could say it ends on a cliffhanger, but it it's like clearly there was going to be more because it where it, it ends, ends in a, yeah. is not because it's 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 a prequel to the movie. Oh, but yeah, see, even when it's not like even when there's not a cliffhanger and you know that there's supposed to be more like it ends with the intention of there being a continuation of the story. It always sucks. I mean, it's bullshit because usually it's after two seasons. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's my my rule. It's either this it only has got one season. Yeah, see, for me, it's like it has to be like three seasons, maybe, and I might even bump it up to four because this year alone, I've already been burned by like three different three season shows that got canceled after the third season after after I got pissed at something that ended after two seasons. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm I gotta like stop watching these one or two season shows and just go to three season shows. And lo and behold, I get burned by three different three season fucking shows. So, so when I was reading some articles about this, it suggested that essentially Netflix obviously doesn't really make money off their shows. They make like, unless they're bringing in subscribers. So which usually they're not, it's just maintaining at this point. 
So obviously yeah. where they make their money is from merchandising. And basically they, pe- people in these articles brought up that like, there's a reason target has an entire stranger things section. And it's like, yeah. it's bankrolling Netflix in some way for that show. But yeah, like if it doesn't sell merch, there, there was the uh, dark crystal <clears throat> game that came out, dark crystals, like tactics, whatever the hell. But I'm like, yeah. nobody bought that game. And supposedly it was trash, but I'm like, is that directly probably why it got like canceled? Is being like nobody bought this thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Netflix like they went on a tear of canceling shows recently. I can't recall a bunch off the top of my head, but like it just I just heard the other day like a whole giant list of shows that are being canceled. Um, but at the same time, they're still putting out tons of new shows. So I mean, they're still trying to get stuff in front of people's eyes that they can potentially um turn into merchandise that they can people can buy because i mean yeah like like they don't make money off of people just watching the shows they have to make money elsewhere and netflix just right now and since it's always been a black hole of money you know like how star citizen is a pit of money which is now a yacht this is like the opposite it's a black hole of money we turned your money into a yacht look at that yeah (laughs) yeah you're not going to see me standing on a yacht. Well, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's upsetting for people that are into that. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's, it's like, I expect shows to be canceled on Netflix right now. It just, it seems like maybe the investors are tightening the purse, purse strings a little bit more, especially like with this year being the shit show that it's been, but, um, should probably move on here, but uh, Nintendo accidentally announces a new Kirby game. <laughs> so they accidentally listed a Kirby game on their website, Kirby Fighters 2. Yeah. Um, and that was like two days ago, and then they they announced it yesterday <laughs> after they accidentally revealed it. Which is uh, something nobody asked for, nobody wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby Fighters. Right? Like, just play Smash Brothers. I don't. What, okay. Yeah, I don't. I was like, who asked for this? But I'm like, they're doing weird stuff with that Kirby IP at this point with like that Kirby, yeah. uh, free to play game and all that shenanigans. Yeah. Um. But speaking of things nobody asked for, No Man's Sky update 3.0 drops today. <laughs> um. Not this. Not that I'm saying nobody asked for it. It's just that I'm still blown away that there's still major updates being done to this game. But this thing, this update, apparently updates the entire universe. Wait till you see the next gen version of the game. Yeah, the Xbox Series X version. <laughs> Actually, they they're partnered with Sony, so it'll be the PlayStation Five version. Even though it's it's on both now, but like it, it might be PlayStation Five timed exclusive for the next gen no, version. Microsoft's brokering a deal with them right at, right now. <laughs> Microsoft but yeah, so they, games. <laughs> <laughs> so their new update is called Origins. Massive update that adds billions of new plants to discover, ups the the diversity of flora and fauna, adds new weather systems and dramatic terrain types, and basically changes everything. We got new lighting conditions, new colors, new creatures, new weather, planets with alien infestations, swamps and marshlands, massive alien buildings reaching into the sky filled with stories of ancient civilizations, gravitational shifts, volcanoes, lightning, rogue robots. That's uh, a huge update. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff here. 
it's really cool. I love that they keep updating this game. I don't really play it much anymore, but I love hearing about it just as much as I love hearing about crazy EVE Online stuff. And the game is just so fucking beautiful. It's just every single screenshot you see is like an, an art piece. Um, oh, I have another uh, Sony thing here. Uh, Sony confirms there's no flip. There's no free PlayStation Five upgrade for PlayStation Four Spider-Man players. Do you know how complicated this fucking Spider-Man shit is? <laughs> it's a fucking. Oh, it's it's like why does it have to be so complicated? Yeah, it's. I mean, and it's simply that thing that makes it complicated I think but obviously like I talked a little bit about this but there is there is a PS4 version of Spider-Man Miles Morales uh that's coming and if you buy that that does give you an upgrade to the PS5 version of that game however the $70 version of Miles Morales that comes with Spider-Man uh, a Spider-Man remaster let's just say uh that is only for sale on the PS5. But also, in addition to that, if you bought the PS4 version of Miles, which gets you a PS5 version for 20 extra dollars, you can buy the Spider-Man remaster, but on the PS5 it, as an add-on. Sounds pretty straightforward. Yeah, it, it's like like I said, I like it makes sense to me, but I'm like for somebody whose nose isn't to the grindstone, I'm sure this is more complicated than it needs to be. Well, it's it's just like with the, the PlayStation or the the, the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X um, sales on Amazon. Apparently, like there's like the Xbox One X just made like a huge amount of sales because people are confusing the name. Oh, and I'm sure, and it's only going to be worse come holiday. It's gonna, yeah. I, <laughs> Xbox One X is gonna ruin so many Especially kids. Especially imagine Christmas. if the Series S slash X is sold out this holiday se- season, and then they're like, gonna see the One X and be like, "Oh, there's still a one here." Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot of upset kids this <laughs> this Christmas, I think. Which I don't. I and I sent. I had sent you a post earlier, but there's a guy on the hard drive hangout that actually did. He wasn't really paying attention and ended up buying an Xbox Series X on Amazon. Oof. Hilarious. Or Big an Xbox. Actually, and I, I screwed up the name. He brought an Xbox One X, not an Xbox Series X. Big oof. So yeah, he, he screwed up. And I screwed up the name. See, I even, even I do it. It's hard I've not been, to screw up, especially if you're going real fast. The One yeah. X and Series X, it kind of blends together. And I mean... I get what they're doing, you know, and it will make more sense once the Xbox one is like phased out entirely. But currently it's uh, the fact that you have four SKUs that are all in production at the same time and will all be in stores at the same time with S's and X's that it gets really complicated. Yeah. Yep. That's and the only thing that's going to save these kids Christmases are having employees that are somewhat knowledgeable about that. But that's not going to be everywhere. So I think most um, employees will just assume they want the newest thing. But yeah, but there's going to be cases where it's someone that doesn't parent being like they want the X. They want the Xbox X. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, th- there's probably there's there's going to be a few Christmases saved by an employee being like, no, this that's not the one you want, or yeah, we're out of this one, but this other one is the one that's like five years old. You don't want that, and 
but then there's going to be a, another fair share of the, they don't care. They're just going to, they just want the customers in and out of the store and that's not their department anyway. So who cares? <laughs> so it's, that's going to be a thing for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, well, a couple more articles here and then we can call it a show. Um, did you see the screens or the, the the image going around that Fall Guys had posted to Twitter about the anatomy of a Fall Guy? Yep. How horrific that thing looks. They have that is made eyes. Of, that is made of nightmares. It's like a human skull, but if your eyes were like, what am I thinking of? Like Mr. Krabs' eyes almost, but... <laughs> But even though that it's not even Mr. Crab's eyes, it's like what am I thinking of? It's just like the eyes just come out of the eye socket of the skull, and they're just like long tubes, and then your eyes, then then yeah, it's weird, it's gross. That weird elongated spine that's it, it's curved. It, it reminds me of like a like if you if you were to try to put like a human body, like make the shape of a human body from a from a bird. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's pretty gross looking. The the arms and the legs. For some reason, this article isn't expanding the full image. But uh, I was trying to see the full image again. But it's 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 horrific. Go look it up. Just go to the fall. Find the Fall Guys Twitter account, and it's it's there. You'll find it. So speaking of other popular games that the internet's obsessed with right now, um, which. This game is basically taken over for Fall Guys, but we'll see when that update comes for Fall Guys. But Among Us, that you know that game, um, may have heard of it once or twice, seen a couple people on Twitch playing it. But they, they a month ago they announced Among Us Two because Among Us had been out for a while, but they announced Among Us Two, and now Among Us is so stupidly popular that they canceled Among Us Two. So that they can improve on the game that everybody is currently playing. Which makes a lot of sense. But yeah. it's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully that doesn't... A lot. Of, I haven't seen too much negative stuff about this. or like I haven't looked for any, so I haven't seen any. But I think that's a positive thing. I can imagine some people maybe getting upset being like oh they're just they're just canceling the game that's that's terrible and then they're they're not going to really look at it like analytically um but yeah they want to make the original game better for everyone um so they actually have a little statement here so they say us devs have had a had several long discussions about what we want to do with this game when do we stop working on Among Us 1? What content goes into Among Us 2? The main reason we are shooting for a sequel is because the code base of Among Us 1 is so outdated and not built to support adding so much new content. However, seeing how many people are enjoying Among Us 1 really makes us want to be able to support the game and take it to the next level. We have decided to cancel Among Us 2 and said, put all of our focus into approving Among Us 1. All of the content we had planned for Among Us 2 will instead go into Among Us 1. This is probably the more difficult choice because it means going deep into the core code of the game and game and reworking several parts of it. We have lots of things planned and we're, we're excited to bring new content to everyone as you continue to enjoy playing. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, part of me wonders, like, I mean, I know it's been more than a week, but it's this very much feels like like the flavor of the week type of thing. So I don't. I don't know if this has staying power. Yeah, it's boy, that's it's tough to say. 
on that. Like it's really it's really fun, like quick party game. Like I've played it a couple times, and it's because I I did end up uh, getting on Steam so I could play with uh, some people on Discord. But even then, like we we weren't able to get like a full party on voice, so we had to fill uh with the like basically the quote unquote matchmaking or whatever um server list i don't know how it all works because i wasn't hosting the game but basically what it is is you join the game you have like a code on the on the bottom of the screen that you give the people and then they, they can join the game and then you have the option to open the doors and opening the doors means that people can publicly join the game uh, without having the code and so that's why when you see streamers playing the game they put their webcam in the middle bottom of the screen because in the lobby it shows the code to join the lobby so they uh they usually just use their webcam to block that part of the game um but there was like four of us and then the rest was just filled from the lob the, the through opening the door and so I feel like the thing that a lot of people like about this game and having a lot of fun times with it is everybody being on discord and arguing with each other um, after someone is found dead. And then they, then they're sitting there arguing to, to figure out who might've done it and vote on somebody who did it and, and sh- shoot them out the airlock to see if they were the imposter or not. But when there's only four of you on voice chat and everybody else is in having to type chat, it just doesn't really doesn't, doesn't, it's nowhere near as fun or cool that way. <laughs> like having to type it, the, about stuff. You don't hear the voice inflections. You can't like lie through your teeth or anything. I don't know. It's just, it feels like it's more fun to play if you have a full roster of 10 people or I mean, maybe even eight, fuck it. Even five to six, I think would be fine too. It's just like when you get only four people and then the rest, it, four people in the voice chat and then the rest of them are just in, um, typing chat. I mean, it, it still it forces you to all use the typing chat because even though you're in voice with other people, like if you're arguing with the other people over voice chat, the people in the text chat aren't going to hear that. So it's almost pointless to even be in voice chat if you're not with a full party of voice chat people. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's it's doing really good. I mean, I, I anytime I open up Twitch there's always at least one person that I follow on Twitch playing the game, so it's uh, it's doing it's doing well. So, but with all that being said, I don't think there's I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Do you do you have anything else you wanted to bring up, or are we we be good for tonight? We're good if we don't want to talk about games. <laughs> it's yeah, we'll 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 save the games until the next LGA cast since we're already over two hours tonight. I thought we were doing a classic LGA. No, we're, we were doing a hybrid. We talked a, bit, a little no, bit about some classic. other stuff. <laughs> LGA. What's LGA classic? With the, the full episode, the three hours. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Fuck that. No one will listen to us. This is an LGA classic. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for next week. Yeah, next, not next week, but we'll... The, yeah, next week. Next life. <laughs> next next life. Um, but yeah, so October first, after the next episode after this one, it's gonna be our uh special spooky beginning of Halloween or beginning of October 
Um, and we're doing that uh, all the horror event with a bunch of other cool podcasts. Um, you're going to have to check that out on October 1st. Um, follow us on our, our Twitter to find out more information. We're going to be doing like there's a different show and a different podcast going up every single day for that. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. We 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 are we already recorded our episode for that because we're kicking off the event. We got to have the episode ready to go before, uh, before the week before that even happens. So, um, that's already recorded, and we had a good time with doing that. So I'm looking forward to putting that out there for you all to listen to. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for hashtag all the horror on Twitter. That's where everybody kind of conglomerated to join, start the group. And uh, if you uh, if you enjoy the show, please give us uh, five star reviews on Apple and Podchaser. Just search for Lit Gaming Arena. You can, and then in addition to in addition to Twitter, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can go to our website lga.gg. And if you want to join our Gilded server, you can do so by going to chat.lga.gg. And if you don't know what Gilded is, just imagine Discord, but better. And that's all you need to know. So go do that. Also, if you have questions for us, feel free to email us at social at lga.gg. You can ask us any burning questions you have and we'll answer them. Or if you want to submit like a question of the week, we will still do those. I'm kind of, I phased doing them myself out a little bit because I want to try to fit other things into the show. Um, and, uh, possibly like hopefully get more emails. Like what I really want to have here, more emails, but if you want to do a question of the week, or if you have an idea for question of the week and you want, you have some burning questions, you want the whole community to answer, um, you just say so in the email and then, cause otherwise we're just going to assume you, you want the email the, you just want us to answer it. And then we're just going to selfishly answer the question and not put it out to the community. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, fuck the community. No, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Um, but yeah, that's a, it's, it's good times. Good times over here at the LGA show. Um, I guess, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'll, I want to, I'm not going to speak. I don't want to, I'm not going to, I don't want to be too, um, what's the word? I want to stick with foot in my mouth, but it sounds like, uh, Shart Select wants to come onto the podcast sometime Shardy soon. Boys? Yeah. Oh my so God. We might, have, we, we might get, you might get them and I've by, so by, them. In, in associate in, in so by, by the transitive property, if we have them on our show, then, then we had Emmett Lafarve. <laughs> On the show of uh, Oblivion NPC fame. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best real life Oblivion NPC in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, they, they're, they're trying to, they want to be on some other shows. So I invited them onto here and they said, yeah, let's figure it out. So it'll, it'll be awkward because of their whole time zone. So we'll have to do it like on a Sunday or something. And it might just be like a special episode where we just, uh, do something t totally different. Like what we did for the, the, all the horror thing that we recorded already, but that should be, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. They like, I love listening to their show. They're really unique in the way that like they talk about games, but like, they don't just, they don't really, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I don't, it's really hard to describe what the fuck their show is. It's just hilarious <laughs> is what it is. I love their show. Um, see if we can get 
Ryan to, to, to do a, a Ryan surprise for our show. Um, it just seems like every time they, they go on another show, like their, their name becomes part of the show somehow. So like they were on grief burrito, uh, a long while back. And so like that episode of grief burrito was called Shart burrito. Um, yeah, that's why it would be Shark gaming arena. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. It'll be Lit the Shark gaming arena. arena. <laughs> the shark. I think it might be the Shark gaming arena. Cause then they were on another podcast uh, called the Killer Rabbit Podcast, and I think that they just called it the the sh- the Killer Shart. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be the Shart Gaming Arena. We'll have we'll have our uh, Ryan Winstolf and Stu. And I I I think Winstolf's name is actually Craig, but it's really hard for me to think of anything other than Winstolf because of his Twitter handle. Um, but yeah, it's should be should be good. We got to get them on here. We got to do some some crazy some crazy antics with the Shardy Boys, um, with some of the classic questions they ask. Like, uh, who, who was it? I think I think it was Kill Mary Grapefruit or something. I can't remember for sure. It's always like Sonic and Mario and something else. It's good times. Good times. You gotta listen to Shard Select if you haven't yet. They're like one of the best like random ass video game podcasts to listen to. Um, and a lot of it is they, they have a deep lore over there. There's a lot of lore to their podcast, a lot more lore than you would ever spe- expect for a video game podcast um, to the point where I think that they're just from another dimension. <laughs> well, we used to have maybe to bust out the the time machine the time machine to visit. them. Yeah, I got to bust out the old time machine that we because uh, <laughs> it's a time machine that also can transcend dimensions. But, you know, that's. <laughs> It's a that's my long thing about Shark Select, um, and that's that's all I got. So uh, happy Halloween! <laughs> Peace. Smoke them if you got them. God fucking damn it! <laughs>